This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics. You have been warned. Welcome back to the galaxy's most beloved yet most controversial situational comedy. And the premise and title of that situational comedy is... Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Two and a half's companionship. Two and a half's companionship? Yes, where uh, two orthopods and an incorporeal being live together in a swamp and the um <laughs> wait wait no i got this <laughs> um the the incorporeal being is stuck in the swamp because it doesn't have any phase juice to get to the next incorporeal planet leaving the orthopods to deal with the crazy situation. As played by Charlie Sheen. (laughs) When you said two and a half companionship, I thought maybe it was two people on a ship with a sentient computer. Okay. I would have accepted that too, but okay. (laughs) You would have accepted, why why thank you for accepting the reality that we live in. Um, But I will accept your first suggestion as long as the incorporeal being is also played by Charlie Sheen. (laughs) Like an alien Charlie Sheen? Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen is an alien. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I think everyone can see it by his uh, behavior. Like If you look back, it all makes sense. We're neither confirming nor denying. <laughs> that Charlie uh, Sheen is next to Charlie Sheen's uh, alien status. Mm. Only speculating upon it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ray Gun Readers. We, are, we got two stories today, possibly three, depending on how long this takes. Um, first is from Too Spooky, the website run by Slime Beast, who is a rather prolific online horror writer. I have no idea who that is. No, no, no one does. Random name no one knows about. But uh, it's a cool spot if you like horror fiction. People post there. Uh, we have a pretty good writing circle there. I'm on there frequently. So the second one's going to be from the short sci-fi Reddit, as we usually take from. But yeah, this first one is by Lavecki. It was a really cool dude, and I wanted to read this story. Also, somebody you know personally? No, I've never. I haven't met half okay, of these people. Okay, okay. Um, Lavecki wrote a, I guess you could call, kind of call it an experiment uh, story, experiment pasta or whatever, science pasta. And I wanted to read it because I wanted to contrast this one with the Nazi twin experiment that we read because I was thinking about it. Like, there's good science pastas. There are. Gateway of the Mind is a really good one. Okay. Um, so it's it's not very fair to our listeners if they haven't heard. Um, that's the only, the Nazi twin experiment, if that's the only one they've heard, it's kind of an unfair representation. So yeah, I wanted to read this one. We're doing this for you. For you, for your benefit. For your knowledge of stories. Thank us with lots of money. Yes. <laughs> we do this for the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where to send the money. Just leave it and I will come find it. <laughs> leave it out in the middle of the street. It'll be gone next day. <laughs> oh. So, yes, this is by Lavecki from the TooSpooky.com website. 
And this is called Corpus. Corpus Porpus. It not, it's not called Corpus Porpus. It should be called Corpus Porpus. I want to read Corpus Porpus. All right, Corpus Porpus then. Okay, fine. Be the change you want to see. <laughs> be the change. <laughs> okay. 2017 may be, turning, uh, may be a turning point for the medical field. Italian neurosurgeon Sergio Canavero has stated that he would like to perform a head transplant on a human subject by this time. While there is a large outcry as to whether this is ethical or not, the procedure seems to be capable of working. Canavero already has a volunteer who would like to have a new body. Oh. Hmm. Oh. So, full head transplant, which... So, like, if your whole body is riddled with cancer. Mm-hmm. But your brain like... and your, everything else in your head's intact, you can transplant. Or you have, like, a, a neurological disease. Yeah, I yeah. could see that. Well, if you had a neurological disease, then your brain would be the culprit, in which case I wouldn't... Oh. Yeah, so if you had like... Oh, wait, sorry. I'm thinking of spinal. What's that called? It's a different system. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But, um... We are, we are like, transplanting tons of stuff now. Like, science is moving pretty quickly, at least in the medical field, about growing new organs and transplanting things. It's pretty awesome. So this isn't far off. My first thought is, like, there's a lot of stuff in the head. But I suppose it all is connected to the brain, so... Yeah. Yeah. How difficult would that be? I mean, a lot of when nerve damage occurs in the spine, it's really hard to fix it. Because, or uh, it. yeah, because uh, so if you chop off the head, I don't imagine that's going to be an easy procedure. Because scar tissue, yeah, scar tissue. I remember hearing about like once that builds up, you can't get through it. Like there's yeah. no way to reconnect. Yeah. And I don't know. There's probably advances they've made in that. I just don't know what they are. But that's been the biggest problem with like not curing paralysis because scar tissue is a thing. So let's see if that's addressed. This idea is not new. It can be dated back almost 100 years when Charles Claude Guthrie successfully grafted a dog's head onto another dog, giving the dog two heads and advancing our knowledge of what we understood of the vascular system. And advancing our knowledge about how horrifying it is for things to have two heads. And began the process of creating Cerberus. (laughs) Um, Is that true? I don't know, but it is true. Because... I'm tempted to believe it because they did a lot of like crazy ass experiments back in the day. So let's verify that actually. Let's see if this is living up to uh, the Ashcan method. Well, so far it has because we're actually looking it up. Vladimir Demikold. Demikold. So it looks like it's real. Mm. Damn, this is real. All right. Well, good job. Uh, I've I have many questions. Was, <laughs> we were both heads capable of performing? Uh, bodily functions? not. I don't know. Like... There are Siamese twins, which isn't exactly or, or a head he just like, but... You know, but it would... What it, he might have been able to do is just connect the uh, the vascular system. Mm-hmm. And so the dog would have enough blood to, like, live, but not actually communicate with the dog's body. Right. Which, um... Hmm. I know nothing about doctoring. 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 So... Um, <laughs> I, this is just guesses. That's okay. Okay, let's continue then. This experiment led Russian and Chinese scientists to try and replicate the pr- procedures with, with relative success in the 1950s. It was found at this time that the immune response of the donor may try and reject the parts that were attached, which, which is, would yeah, be expected. Absolutely, yeah. 
The success of these procedures has led to advancement in transplant procedures, such as lung, liver, and heart, the first heart transplant being formed in 1967, without the aid of immunosuppressants. The knowledge that the immune system may attack the donor led to advancement in these immune suppressants and further study of blood and genetic matchmakers. Or markers, match markers. During the 1970s, a group of scientists were able to transplant the head of a monkey onto another's body, where the new uh, where the new monkey was able to smell, taste, hear, and see the world. Ooh, so yeah, there is an increase. Okay. The procedure was repeated in 2001. Advancements in fusogens, such as PEG and Cheetosan, have made many more capabilities to these operations as well. These fuso... I have no idea what a fusogen is. (laughs) Are able to bridge broken spinal cords, reversing paraplegia in rats within one month. So there's some sort of generating... I think it's Cheetosan. I hope it's Chidosan because Cheetosan sounds like a really good anime I character. I don't think it's Chidosan because it's spelled with an I, but uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it, it looks when like some Chido-san sort of notice me. regenerating agent. Yeah, so, so reversing paraplegia in rats within one month. Um, also, yeah. good, like just a lot of good little details here. Testing it on rats—that's something we do all the time. And Very I, believable. Yeah, I, this might all be like true so far. I mean, yeah. I have to look it up. But I was on a team that was trying to advance our understanding of the brain. The case study was never published as the moral ambiguity behind the results of the experiment. Below are my personal observation notes. All right, so here. So this is where we get into creepy pasta territory. Yeah, yeah. But we have a very good backdrop of what this story is framed yeah, in. Yeah, this is like the the, the prelude before. Mm-hmm. The idea was to see what would happen if people who had gotten a corpus colossotomy. Colossotomy? Colossotomy. Colossotomy. Colossotomy, not sodomy. <laughs> had the procedure reversed. For those who are unaware, the corpus callosum is a heavy fibrous clump of nerves that connect the left and right sides of the brain, allowing them to communicate. Severing or severing this bundle, this nerve bundle results in a number of side effects, including lack of coordination and speech difficulties, like I'm having now. <laughs> because the hemispheres are no longer connected, the logical side of the brain responsible for speech will try and make exp- explanations of why the right side has done something, as they are unaware of the left side's motives. There are many videos showing the showing thing phenomenon. Yeah, that's a typo there. There are many videos showing this phenomenon, I think is what I should say. However, many choose to get this, as it is a common treatment for seizures, and many find this a better alternative. In essence, we would be reconnecting the left and the right sides of the brain. Oh, interesting. So, like, hmm. so when you sever these nerves, your brain stops talking to itself. And so, what, what is it? The line here is important. The The left side of the brain, the logical side of the brain, will try to make explanations for the why the right side has done something. What does that look like? I don't know. That's the whole thing. Is I mean... Yeah. Does that mean that you're having like almost a hallucinogenic experience of like what is happening to your body? 
I'm kind of confused by that. Or do you think, do you have like phantom limb stuff going on? I I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that, well, maybe we'll, it might explain further on and it might not, at which point that's a missed opportunity. He's he's saying that um, um, they're reconnecting. So I I feel like I'm missing some information in order to move forward because I don't really know what he's describing other than some sort of personification of a nerve bundle. Maybe, we'll see. Five subjects were obtained for the study. See below. Subject 1, male, 25 years old, 1 month. Subject 2, male, 34 34 years old, 1 year, 2 months. What's this? Hold on. These are the subjects that have had this procedure. So they've had it a month ago, 1 year, 2 months ago, 4 years, and 6 months ago. Subject 3, female, 28 years old, 4 years, 6 months. Subject 4, male, 42 years old, 12 years. Subject 5, male, 39 years old, 23 years. Each procedure took only five to seven hours and moderate communication between the brain hemisphere was seen during early hours after the procedure was completed. Each subject was given their own room with modern amenities, though two-way mirror portholes existed on one wall and the entire ceiling, ceilings of the room were giant observation windows. Once per week, the subjects would leave their room for brain scans and tests. So they were like being monitored 24-7 in a jail? Already this is very reminiscent of the Russian sleep experiment. Of the whole viewing chamber. And having to do, well not so much stuff with brains, but uh, heavy sleep deprivation. So yeah, they were monitoring them because they severed this cluster of nerves. No, I think they were reconnecting them. Oh, reconnecting them, sorry. They had been severed. Okay. Observation day one, 24 hours after procedure. Subjects showed increased ability to connect the left and right brains. Both sides seemed able to communicate and non-dominant hands were able to be consciously used. Subjects were able to recognize and respond to written and verbal commands and spontaneous speech was restored in subjects who had previously lost it. No abnormal brain activity was seen. Observation day two, one week after procedure. Subjects one and three have complained of mild migraines. All complaints were within reason for brain surgery. Brain scans were taken and no abnormal brain activity was seen. Subjects continue to function normally. Observation day three, two weeks after procedure. Subject four has complained of mild hallucinations. You're right. States to be seeing shadowy forms out of the corner of his eyes. Believed to be related to solitary confinement. More observation needed. Subjects 1 and 3 are complaining of growing migraines, prescribed ibuprofen as needed for pain. Subject 2 refuses to speak to the scientists asking questions. Increased brain activity seen near corpus callosum on all subjects. Interim note. 18 days after procedure. Subject 5 has suffered a seizure, which caused a brain bleed. Ooh, hemorrhaging. Oof. Uh, Attempts to save were non-effective. Subject 5 deceased. Note, this was the biggest risk we determined. Yeah, death. Well, and that, I think Subject 5 was the eldest of the group. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, 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 second oldest. Second oldest, okay. All five of these subjects originally had a colossotomy to prevent further seizures. So um, because the subject had this process undone, his seizures came back. Okay. Observation day four, three weeks after procedure. Subject one no longer has migraines. This States, isn't day four. Oh, hmm? it is day four. Oh, wait. So they're being 
uh, are they being, wait, are they being continuously monitored or only monitored like once a month? No, they're being continuously monitored. But they only make notes? On certain days when I think something big has happened. I'm sure they'd have a lot of notes. Well, maybe the, oh, this is his personal yeah. notes. Yeah, okay. So. Oh, yeah, okay. Observation day four, three weeks after procedure. Subject one no longer has migraines, states the Tylenol, ibuprofen, helped a lot. I can hardly even hear him anymore. When asked who he meant, subject one was confused as to what we were talking about. Theory. Left side, subconscious, may be asserting some control over functions it does not normally have access to. Subject two still refuses to talk, has taken to staring at the corners of rooms and appears to be following something with his eyes. During questioning, Subject 2 suddenly stood up and threw his shoe at the wall before calmly sitting back down. After this outburst, he stared at the proctor until he was able to leave. Yeah, he's getting tired of Ergo. <laughs> <laughs> Subject 3 states that her migraines are growing worse despite the Tylenol. States, it wouldn't be so bad if the screaming would stop. The constant screaming, why won't it stop, why won't it stop? Subject 3 has had to be restrained as she tried to take the pen from the proctor to shove into her ear. She has been given a mild sedative to calm her down. Constant observation has been given to Subject 3. Subject 4 is no longer complaining of hallucinations, though it is clear that he is still seeing things. Stated, I don't know what you mean. They are there. You just don't have the capability to see them. When asked to describe what he was seeing, Subject 4 laughed until he fed out, fell out of his chair. He proceeded to laugh it's for 30 minutes until he was escorted back to his room. During his escort, Subject 4 whispered to one of the guards, I'm sorry, before starting to laugh again. Who can also, laugh straight for 30, out, 30 minutes? It hurts. All subjects are showing large amounts of activity in their dominant right sides of their brains. Okay. So we got a lot of hallucinatory <laughs> so everyone's shit. everyone's upset. Everyone's seeing things. Um, the stuff that we don't normally see in the world. Yeah. The but the but the procedure so far it seems like it worked. It's working. It's just having abnormal side effects. Okay, interesting. Interim note: twenty five days after procedure. Pro procedure. Subject three has been restrained permanently. After the sedative wore off, she immediately started to rip off her own ears. Ooh. She has been comatose since she has been restrained, and no longer wishes to speak. Well, she is she's comatose and she doesn't wish to speak or yeah um you can be comatose and have the ability <laughs> to speak that's i think that's a bit of a typo there too but occasionally she will be heard mumbling to herself the following can be made out i know i know i know i know how when where i can you think so i know i know i know wow really that easily why were you screaming so much you poor thing i didn't know now i know i know i know Hmm. Interim note, 27 days after procedure. Subject 4 appeared to fall unconscious. When the guard went in to see what was wrong, the subject sprang forward and tore out his throat with his teeth. The guard bled out almost instantly. Subject 4 started laughing again, singing, I told you I was sorry, but you did not listen. Now you are dead and your blood it does glisten. How great it is to be so completely free. There are no words for what has passed. And now you know the truth at last. I would have stopped you if that went kept going for too much longer. <laughs> After the last verse, Subject 4's eyes seemed to gloss over. He looked down at the guard in his bloody clothes as if it were the first time seeing them. Subject 4 screamed, apparently horrified by what had happened. His screams were interrupted by laughter occasionally. 
Subject four has been permanently restrained. So he okay. lost control of himself and his what? His left side of the brain is apparently homicidal. I, I'm pretty sure at this point you would have shut everything the down. Right side of the brain. Like this would be seen as a massive failure of an experiment. Yeah. When no, probably after the first what the guard the first guard no 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 the first person dying went cray cray or cray cray. Well, no, the the seizure makes sense though. They knew that would be a risk, so the second one would have probably been like, all right, let's shut it down. But I, and this experiment pass has always run into this problem. And of, now they're the Umbrella Corporation, and this is Resident Evil. Yeah, I think this is more definitely more uh, Russian sleep experiment right now. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just acting like zombies. Zombies don't talk. Some zombies talk. Rarely. Observation day five. Four weeks after procedure, subject one has taken two humming to himself. When asked about it, he states that we are delusional and that he isn't humming. When shown video evidence of the contrary, he exclaimed, well, hot damn, I guess I am, and continued to hum. Row, row, row. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Subject two still refuses to speak. During conversation with the proctor, his mouth broke into a wide grin, seeming to sense what was happening by the shock of the proctor's face. Subject 2 immediately withdrew his smile. He left the room a short time later without being excused. Subject 3 was asked about her conversations to herself, stated, I know, I know the truth. You don't. You have been too close to see it. You need to reunite after a stay apart. Then you can see, you will know. When asked what she knew or what she was talking about, or who, or who she was talking to, she stated, Myself, silly. It's me. I know, I know, I know. Subject 4 laughed for the entire session. Brain scans show increased activity in the entire brain. So whatever it is, is taking over all their brains at this point. No longer just confined to that one little section they're all having very different reactions overall maybe it's uh connected to their personalities i don't know interim note three days after procedure sorry 30 days after procedure subject two fell flat on his face suddenly after exclaiming the first words he had said since day one precisely fearing a fake out like that of subject four guards refused to go into the room immediately after 20 minutes, three guards entered and checked his vitals. Subject 2 was apparently dead. Autopsy shows that his corpus callosum was torn in two. Appeared to be charred as if burned. Oh no, he's seen an angel or something. <laughs> Touched by an angel, it fries your brain. Interim note. 34 days after procedure. Subject 3 has started to have in-depth conversations with an unseeable entity, believed to be the myself she has previously referred to. Subject 3 has been talking almost nonstop, going so far as to refuse sleep. At time of this, of this note, she has been up for close to 60 hours. Subjects include her childhood, her parents, and her ex-husband and his new wife. Oh, that bitch, that Jenna. That bitch. Observation day six, five weeks after procedure. Subject 1 states that he is feeling great and has never felt better. Brain scans show no abnormalities or overactivity. When asked if he is having auditory or visual hallucinations, he states, Not since that one time. In fact, I've never felt better. 
Subject one then coughed up blood onto the table. Never better, he stated. Emergency surgery showed irreparable damage to his organs. Apparently, subject one had been using the chemicals provided for normal life activities as supplemental medicines. Surgery also showed... Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? So, like, cleaning supplies? Yeah, I think yeah. that they are... They aren't stuck in the rooms all the time. They're just in there sometimes. Yeah, I guess. I think you're right. He's, like, drinking bleach. Oh, my God. He's drinking bleach. <laughs> Drink the bleach. <laughs> surgery also showed he had been supplementing his food with metallic objects. Jesus. Subject one died on the operating table after suffering multiple organ bleeds. So more hemorrhaging. Subject three is stopped talking to proctors. She will take she will talk during the sessions, but only to herself. Subject three has conversations bordering on gossipy teenager, throwing backhanded comments at the proctor as if they weren't in the room. It has become increasingly obvious that many topics of discussion relate to how subject three should commit suicide. Subject three continues to be restrained full time. Subject 4 continues to laugh. However, during the session, he suddenly stopped, looked at the proctor, and mouthed very clearly, Help me, as a single tear fell out of his eye. He then said, Whoops, sorry, and proceeded to laugh again. He's probably... I don't know which one's the creepiest right now. I'm going to stop and say right here, This is creepy. This is unnerving. I like that we're continuing to see the development of each of the patients, and that some of them just die. Like, not all of them stick around. Uh, I think it's. I think this is very creative so far. I'm liking the detail. Not entirely sure where this is going, and I think it is running into a lot of kind of restraints and constrictions that experiment stories always go under. But so far, I'm enjoying it. Okay, I'm enjoying it too. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, it's thought provoking. This that's so, and then we've gotten to a point where we stop talking about all the the subjects at the same time. I guess. Kinda. Well, because two of them are dead? No, one of them only. Like, they they didn't no, mention... Two. One fell flat on his face and died. The other oh, yeah. one died you from just surgery. It just, he just died. Yeah. But there was yeah. no mention of subject two in this uh, observation day for some mm. reason. Even though he's still alive. Are you sure? I think so. Subject two... Yeah, no, he just... Or maybe he stopped coming in. Subject two died... Interim note: Three days after procedure, we are. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're 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 past that. Okay, subject five is dead. Subject two is dead. Now subject one is dead, leaving three and four, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, subject three has developed a my oh interim note: thirty-seven days after procedure, subject three has developed a mild case of auto cannibalism. Just a mild. Only ate one pinky finger. (laughs) She has taken to eating parts of her cheeks. And lips. How do you eat your, like, on the inside? Yeah. This would be normal behavior for anyone if not for the constant nature of it. Currently subject has a hole in the left side of her cheek and has started to slowly erode the right side of her lip. So, yeah, if you ever, like, just kind of chew on the inside of your cheek a bit, like, imagine that, but for serious. I think that's what he means in this so, paragraph. Yeah, no, like, they're just, she's just some sort of nervous behavior she doesn't really feel or yeah. have control of. Okay. Subject four has shown no decrease in laughter. At one point, it was thought he had stopped, but he is apparently continuing, though no sound is coming out. Facial expre- expression constantly switches between manic joy and abject terror. Subject has started to cry nonstop. Mm-hmm. Subject, subject is also the joker. <laughs> 
a decision by majority vote was made to have the procedure reversed. Operations are scheduled for following day. Wait, reverse it all? Yeah, so they're going to recut their their nerve bu- bundles. That, that's even less ethical. How so? Well, I don't know. Well, they've already pushed the ethical lines by by putting seizure-prone patients back into a realm where they could have seizures. I still think the most ethical thing at this point would be to, well, I guess you have a duty to try and heal them. So, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I can see it. Duty. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Okay. Interim note, 38 days after procedure. Subject 3 has asked us not to take away her friends. She states, I've known them my whole life, but only now I've met them. I wish to stay with them. They want me to stay. I know, I know. Subject continued to mutter as anesthesia was started and she drifted into sleep. Upon opening of the skull to reverse the procedure, large amounts of scorch marks were noted in the subject's brains. Appears that whole sections would be... Her her brain's multiple? Or are we we cutting them both up now? No, there's two sides of the brain, so... The subject's brains? Yeah. Okay, well, all right. Yeah, like, oh, my brains... Okay, fine. Appears that whole sections would be completely useless, unknown why these segments showed as being active in brain scans. When operator attempted to make an incision to separate the corpus callosum, he was electrocuted. Both the operator and subject 3's hearts stopped. Attempts to revive them were unsuccessful. They both passed away. Now, this sounds ridiculous, but I'm, I'm reminded that... Like, neurons are firing. The brain is electrified, in a way, right? Yeah, but you can't shock somebody to death No, no, but this idea that severing this nerve cluster or reattaching it or whatever, like, basically has twisted an imbalance in the brain, and now it's firing so much that it's creating problems. So the brain is overloading itself. Possibly. That's that's what I'm seeing here. That's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing somebody's intervening. Her unknown friends are intervening. Really? Hmm. Okay. Well, we have two takes on it then. That's good. I don't. I don't think that you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> After the unsuccessful operation with Subject Three, a vote decided to keep Subject Four alive. He nodded slowly while continuing in his silent manic laugh. So he's like aware of what's happening to him. That's terrifying. When asked if he would be willing to have a constant monitoring of his brain activity. Technicians complained of mild shocks while hooking up the equipment. Scans show major increases in both sides of the brain. All zones showed either red or yellow. After four hours, the equipment suffered an electrical failure. Hmm. Interim note, 39 days after procedure. Subject 4 stopped laughing. Tears continued to run down his face. Interim note, 40 days after procedure. Subject 4 has been watching observers. Some have stated that they are creeped out as they do not understand how he can see through the two-way glass. Well, then it would be one-way glass, right? Yeah. One-way mirror? Yeah, okay. I thought they even said there was two-way glass. I think the the narrator just doesn't know that two-way glass isn't one-way glass. It's like a misnomer, yeah. Not a misnumber, but a common confusion. Anyway. Yeah. Others have dismissed this as a coincidence. Further observation needed. Interim note, 41 days after procedure. Subject 4 has asked for a last meal. States as follows. I would like steak. Angus. None of that cheap crap. Cooked medium well. Nice seasoning. Prime rib. Cooked the same. Filet mignon. Cooked mid-rare. Bacon. Lots of it. (laughs) Pork chops. Chicken breasts. Whole chicken. 
whole chicken's roasted. Salmon, shrimp, lobster. I would also like to try one of those, one of these burgers and pizzas. Sushi would be nice, not necessary. Not true. Sushi is always necessary. Any other types of meat would also be appreciated. Subject four then proceeded to sit down. Huh. So he wants a lot. He's turned completely carnivorous. Yeah, but did they give it to him? Good question. I want to know. I want to know because can I go into like a scientific experiment and be like, all right, for my meal. I want a whole goat. (laughs) I want the entirety of the menu at Morton's Steakhouse. (laughs) Just bring it all here. Or was it, I learned a phrase from one of my aunts. Is that you cut off the horns, wipe its ass, and put it on a plate and bring it here. That is disgusting. I know, but that, that's a way to say I really want rare food. I want, yeah, I want a lot of it. I want it rare. Okay. And very rude. Don't don't say that to a, a waiter. They'll get pissed. Observation day seven, six weeks after procedure. Subject four came in and was served his meal. He slowly proceeded to eat it. He did not answer any questions the proctor asked him while this was occurring. So they did give it to him. Acting as if he were not there. After he finished, Subject 4 looked at the proctor and started to monologue. Have you ever given in to your subconscious, just let it run free? It is incredible. Those times when you sleepwalk and do things you might never do. Those drunken phone calls to your ex. That impulse buy that you normally wouldn't bother with. What do you do if that became your driving emotion? Pure impulse. It makes you wonder what kind of things you would be able to do. Not restricted by care, by fear, by rage. How would you react if you were suddenly able to recall everything? Everything you heard, saw, touched, tasted? It is certainly a terrific experience. So what if you had to sacrifice your humanity? What does it mean to be a human anyhow? I know what it's like to be superior. Locked away, tucked behind imagination and the illusion of free will. I know what it's like to be better than you. (laughs) Sometimes I can show you things. Dreams, you call them. But you forget so damn quick! Subject 4 slammed his fist down on the table, causing the plates to clatter. Subject 4 then collapsed, smashing his head into the table. He had died. Autopsy showed multiple brain bleeds had occurred. Reversal of colossotomy deemed dangerous. No further experiments were allowed. So, basically, it started to muck with the entire brain, and they could do... They could dream better and hear better and listen to their subconscious better and so that's why they all had different reactions because they all had different personalities mm-hmm. and uh this is a good this like, takes from two very good creepypastas actually maybe not intentionally but this what this is what comes to mind russian sleep experiment with the whole push the human body to some great length and then watch what happens and record it mm-hmm. and tulpa tulpa is a classic and is all about basically your subconscious taking over or something insidious invading and taking over. And I think this was very good. I think that it has a, a good creep out factor without overdoing it. It's not overly gory. It's, I don't know. So It was well put together. Uh, there, It came from a place where we can all sort of agree. Like, in somebody, I mean, you don't necessarily believe that a dog has uh, surgically been given two heads, but we had to look it up and okay. So there's some reality to this story, even though if it's a little bit out there, which makes it, first of all, much more down to earth and easy to read. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it's not like some completely untouchable I was in story. the woods in a place you don't know about where there are monsters. And aliens came down. Yeah. 
uh, aliens that ride unicorns. No, this is I, I like that aspect of it. The one thing it's missing that oh, I don't... hold on, hold on, aliens riding unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Back you know, like in the Transformers movie. Back what? <laughs> <laughs> when the world was young and aliens read unicorns. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted a really good thought. Continue. But um, the one thing I think this story doesn't have is that if you go out tonight, this will happen to you. But it doesn't necessarily need that. Like, it doesn't. Not no. every creepypasta needs that the same way Transformers doesn't need to be the most epic thing that ever happened ever. When it's just a big thing to sell toys yeah. and nothing more. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked it. Um, I, I, the, and again, this is a restriction of science pastas. It's hard to suspend disbelief on a lot of it, but I didn't need to to feel content with the story. Like it did grab me in the beginning as, oh, maybe this is something about what really happened, and it's just a little bit of a flourish. But then it does kind of descend into, okay, these are clearly made up notes, but the notes are good. They were interesting. We had different characters here that we could remember. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. Like, they were all exhibiting different symptoms, but they didn't necessarily have a whole lot of character. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was also lacking from the story, but it was also a... It's it's an observation note. He's not necessarily going to say... True. Jenny is amazing. Or Chris... Or or what? Craig. 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 Craig is such a dick. I hate going into talking to him. Craig's a dick. He just killed a guard. I hate that guy. <laughs> Damn it, Craig. <laughs> um, yeah, and you could argue that the the characters and personalities had to come out over time, and there were the insidious subconscious. That's what we witnessed. I mean, is what you are in your animal state your character or your personality, or is your more tempered self your personality? I think that depends more on the person. Yeah, like, you can hide a lot of that and have that not be who you are. N- n- hide is the wrong word. Temper. Temper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it goes back to that kind of old argument of, oh, well, the id is our true nature and our super ego. Oh, here we go with the Latin words. Uh, it is not a Latin word. Oh, is it? It's a Latin I word. I think it's Greek. I could be wrong. Anyway. It's, it's Grattan. Our, uh, our id is our true self and our super ego conspires with our ego to mask it and we're all lying to ourselves blah 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 and you know but yeah I, and that's a boring conversation we won't we won't go there it is <laughs> uh, but I, th- I think i agree with you in that the combination of what you feel and how you actually act on it is what makes you you because a person without restraint doesn't really get defined by their actions they're just defined by their impulses and you can almost say just acting purely on your subconscious is not really acting. It's just doing. Yeah. You're not making any thought into it. You're not applying yourself to it. I don't know. It's it's a very loose science conversation we're having, but uh, uh, soft Metaphysical science. Metaphysical concept. Yeah, science. it's a very soft science thing. <laughs> but, it's, um, but the story's thought-provoking as far as that goes. It makes you think, hmm, what would I do if my subconscious ran free? Um, I'd probably never get out of bed because it's warm in the mornings in bed when it's cold outside and then i never get in bed because and then borings it's nighttime and you have to go to sleep (laughs) sleep is nice remember sleep it's like it's like the shower paradox right you don't want to get into the shower but then you don't want to get out of the shower (laughs) so true all right this next one is from the short sci-fi's reddit so rather an author on there named tim botts this is called What Wouldn't Change, so thank you, Tim Botts, for suggesting this. 
What wouldn't change? Elijah took a flamboyant bow. Money Guy cleared his throat. Yes, er, well, thank you, Mr... Oh, just Elijah, please, he said charitably. Money Guy? Yeah, well, thank you, Elijah, Money Guy continued. That's certainly more, eh, nudity. (laughs) (laughs) Than we usually have at sales calls. But I'm afraid your our offer stands, he was sighed. Folks, I'm sorry to take your time. My apologies. Thank you. So he tried to like take his dick out to get more money or something? I'm guessing. Or to lower a price? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to stop you right there, Elijah said dramatically. Okay. Once he had their attention. The truth is, yesterday, the family approved an initial shipment at 75% of our initial ask. <laughs> I think that's an asking price. He held his arms wide and let the audience bask. The group mumbled vague agreement and went back to work. Um, Elijah high-fived some on the way out. Elijah high-fived some on the way out. Those who didn't... Oh, I get Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why you don't eat cake. You can barely breathe. You're smacking your lips. <laughs> I'm not eating cake anymore. No, but you're still reaping the effects of it. <laughs> I needed a sugar high. Elijah high-fived some on the way out. Those who did not were losers. The family had told him to go as low as 40%. Hell, anything above 5% five was profit. What the fuck are you selling? Anything above 5 selling was a profit. selling a house. If it weren't for the oh. product, Elijah would have found himself on the cold side of an airlock long ago. In various periods of Earth history, he would have borne monikers like cad, fop, dilettante, and douchebag. None of this, unfortunately, <laughs> had ever occurred to Elijah. <laughs> All right, I don't know what's going on, but I am intrigued. So he's trying to sell someone something. It could be humans. It could be humans. Uh, but yeah, let's see. The family. Who's the family? What is? It? Are we in like some weird? Oh, you think future? it's like a, a Italian mafia family? Maybe, maybe. And what was the what was the offer from uh, Money Guy? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm we're missing some details here, but let's well, keep yeah, going. Yeah, but that's like dramatic unfolding or whatever it is. <laughs> that a uh, really detailed expository term for liter- literature <laughs> dramatic reveal whatever <laughs> google plusing <laughs> okay uh gifted with disarming good looks and a honking great wing <laughs> <laughs> do we have another b story on us that i didn't realize <laughs> Because if so, I'm all for it. <laughs> he cared about money, women, champagne, and glamour, all of which he copiously enjoyed with his great wing. <laughs> uh, but often he could be mean and had even lashed out at those he considered feeble-minded, weak, poor, or ugly, and ugly or short. None of this mattered one iota to the family because the product could be sold by anything more self-aware than a stapler. <laughs> the family damn near hired a particularly dynamic monkey during the 20th century but decided to keep it in the nuclear, if not evolutionary, family. They were Christians, after all. What the fuck? What is happening? Earth underwent changes as it explored the cosmos. Namely, it got a lot better at space things. (laughs) (laughs) Then first contact happened. The Security Council demanded the world's defense industry streamline efforts in response to the alien communication, presumed to be a vile threat. Later, linguists sheepish, sheepish, sheepishly, sheepishly, 
revealed the threat was an innocuous refrain wild, widely understood on Earth. Do you guys have a bad <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. The family had no equities in defense or space and didn't like aliens. Not on Earth. Definitely against the new ones. All tentacles and weird slimes. Oh my god, slime pieces in here. So they refused to scale and stayed home. Elijah dialed the hollow link and, and saw the family. So wait, they, they choose to stay home, but they're making other people sell for them to aliens? Well, they're still going to make a profit. They just don't want to deal with them directly, I guess. Elijah dialed the hollow link and saw the family, specifically mom and dad. Dad, fix the camera. I can only see half your face. Say again, son, yelled the lower half of dad's face. Never mind. Made a sale today. Oh, good for you, hun. His mom pumped her fist slightly and looked proud. That's my go-getter. Elijah continued, yeah, well, there's something else, and I need to see what you think. Okay, so this really is like a family-run company. It's an escort. I'm not sure the family is the same as his family, because well, they very... said they'd hire, they could hire a stapler. I don't know, but this is very biblical-sounding. They're Christians. His name is Elijah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm on a tangent here. I don't you, know. you might be right, but why is he referring to them as the family? Why isn't he saying mom and dad? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, shoot, said dad. Well, you know those new aliens they just made contact with? Few systems past Proxima? The family looked blank. Well, what? turns out the contact force has some product with them. Use it to trade and show the aliens some Earth stuff. Aliens took it, used it, and... Now they're addicted to it. Like, actually addicted to it. They don't understand their genetic makeup yet, but researchers think it's physically addictive. He left out potentially damaging. Money was money. Okay, Dad yelled. So what's the problem exactly? Well, they want to place an order. The biggest order we've ever filled. So what do you think? Done deal, right? Well, we really don't stand for addiction, Dad said slowly. He was concerned, but chuckled and added, Plus, how would they pay for it? Moon dust? <laughs> or with space rocks? This <laughs> is... The characterization in this dialogue is great. I'm really enjoying it. Mom caught on it, continued. Elijah watched them dourly, then made a resigned face. He's seen enough to get his answer. Okay, we'll talk more later. I gotta go. Elijah ended the comm link and opened a bottle of champagne. As far as he was concerned, the deal of his life was in the bag. Yeah, well, he said to himself comfortingly, those guys are morons. He dialed the aliens' handlers. Two weeks after the sale, the first videos surfaced. Videos of aliens in various states of chemically induced debauchery. An alien waggled what would have been his private parts were he a human at a <laughs> passerby. One vomited on a policeman, while another ate hot dogs suggestively at an alarming rate. <laughs> The same alien held a hot dog in front of his would-be crotch and fed it to a dog. The display was generally lewd and lascivious. Mardi Gras and frat parties gone galactic. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> One week more, the aliens started dying. Rapidly. Somewhat horrifically. The only species in the known universe to be punished so harsh harshly for their use of the product. To be specific, they exploded at random. <laughs> Usually during their revel revelries. <laughs> the improbable chemistry just right. As the new newcomers popped and burned, the res resident children and mothers ran screaming. Took Teens took videos and immigrant laborers mopped furiously. <laughs> <laughs> After each messy poof, 
The others around it gyrated enthusiastically and exchanged <laughs> high fives. Is he describing a meat seeks? Oh, uh, maybe. Or what counts as high fives between semi-solid gelatinous globs? This is Slime Beast. Slime Beast is an <laughs> alien. Confirmed on the show. Here we are. Elijah's lucrative. This is, this is what Slime Beast does in his uh his free time. Mm. Maybe there's multiple Slime Beasts. And he just says he's a recluse, but it's not true. Hey, he's your, just mom, hiding the your truth. mom and dad popped on an alien planet. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Elijah's lucrative, if shrewd business move now looked like one of those barren Trump era deaths <laughs> to alien propaganda films. System wide, aliens exploded and exchanged flubby high fives. Soon the last one stood, dazed, hungry, leaning heavily on a burrito stand and thinking about the carnitas, then burst, frying the guacamole. <laughs> So, Baron Trump era. So, this is in the future. Was this written recently? Uh, yeah. When Trump was president? As I understand it, So, yes. Baron Trump is now a Baron prominent figure in this future. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Trump. You killed all of our first contact. Once, once the sensitive types cooled it, there was a system-wide fried guacamole craze. <laughs> People simply called it poof. <laughs> I think you, you. this is a really bad troll pasta you picked up. Mmm... I don't know. We'll see. Just, how is it? Number one, not? it's amazing. It's not bad. <laughs> Number two, it's funny. Some simply called it poof. No one was sure who ate from the first batch, but consensus held it was probably the burrito cart proprietor, known to be spiteful yet a daring experimentalist in the kitchen. So they're using fried alien, green alien guacamole. Hmm. The news crews descended and picked through the grisly, festive scene. After an uncomfortably short time, they all reached the same conclusion. The family and its product were vilified across space. So Elijah groaned heavily and opened a champagne, a cheap bottle, out of concern the aliens would not uphold their end of the contract. As he drank from the bottle, his mother called. Come home now, she said sharply, then cut the link. Oh, come on, Elijah slurred to his sympathetic self-portrait. Now they care about aliens? <laughs> Baton Rouge Intergalactic had a lower rate. Of lost baggage than New Orleans. Sorry, Narlins. Narlins. At 329, which was dirt, the Mechie Cab's ethnic cabbie avatar looked at Elijah's fancy space digs doubtfully, as if to ask, Are you sure you know where you're going, mister? Elijah nodded, and the cab turned right, straight through Emma. Uh-huh. Emma's a place. Okay. Past the gates of the family property, slowed to a halt in the crunchy gravel outside the facility. Most of the family was assembled. Everyone looked pissed. Above them, a sign worn with age, the humble words, Welcome to Avery Island, home of McKinley Company, makers of Tabasco brand pepper sauce for over 500 years. Uh, Tabasco. A delightful, delightful trip to say that Tabasco sauce will kill slime oozes. I would I I wouldn't put it past aliens to be addicted to peppers. I'm addicted to peppers. You are, and you try to get me to do it. And yeah, I, I destroy tend to, my insides. I tend to make food and then not tell him I made it spicy because he needs to grow some. Like that one time you dumped uh, was it cayenne pepper? You just dumped it on. Oh, I think I did that on an accident. It was a quote unquote mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake, Fuck but you. I thought it was delicious. <laughs> so funny. Possibly trollish, but I liked it. 
It was fun. And it does bring up an interesting question because we always tend to think of this one-sided. What'll happen when we get exposed to aliens? What'll happen? What'll happen to them? Like, we assume they're going to be, like, somewhat impervious unless we can blow them up with rockets. That, that gets asked. I mean, they had a whole movie about how we killed them with germs. Yeah, but that was the lazy, like, tagged on at the very end one singular thing. This was the crux of the story. What's happening to the aliens? Uh, I think the crux of the story was that poof. The the fried guacamole. Fried guacamole. <laughs> you that heard was, it first. That was the whole point, right? Uh, I don't know. That was fun. Thank you, Tim Bots. That Thanks. was that was that was enjoyable. <laughs> that, that was that was a nice contrast to the more serious story we had first. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I think we should make a, a, a poof gua, uh, guacamole. Poof guacamole to uh, our Reagan readers universe. Oh, is that a the exciting <laughs> new dish from Talos? Yes, I think Talos <laughs> is now serving that. So there's going to be a, an alien farm now set up to produce. <laughs> Fried guacamole. Tabasco's going to have a great new contract with them. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody. If you want to hear more of us, we just did an episode with the folks from Undercooked Analysis. Yeah, it was terrible. Don't don't listen to it. It was amazing and funny. (laughs) And yeah, you can hear us uh, get drunk and read a very bad story. Very bad conspiracy story. So, about, about YouTube. YouTube. So go to Midnight Marinara channel on YouTube. Uh, it's called, what was it? Uh, what They're Not Telling You About Google, I think it was called. It's on Undercooked Analysis, UCA. So yeah, go check that out. Um, also Midnight Marinara, just amazing channel. Um, done a lot for us. Big inspiration. And go check out Too Spooky for some good horror stories if you ever want them. Post Join them there. Join the Too Spooky forum if you have good stories. If you have good stories. Or just enjoy them. Or even if you have bad stories. You know, they, yeah, they take a look at it. we might still read them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I meant on air. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank uh-huh. you, everybody. And all goodbye. All people are snowflakes. I didn't say that. What was that? I said all people are snowflakes. Thank you.